This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. I was really hoping to be able to sing for you this morning, but I couldn't do it. So I'm just going to have to, to tell you the words and see if you remember these words. Boy, the way Glenn Miller played songs that made the hit parade. Guys like us, we had it made. Those were the days. And you knew who you were then. Girls were girls, men were men. Mister, we could use a man like Herbert Hoover again. And I left, I left out a part that said G.R.O. LaSalle ran great. That's going to be important later in the sermon. Recognize those words? So arms it made the head parade. My brother's favorite thing was he wanted to make an album called Edith Bunker Sings Boston. <laughs> that kind of nostalgia is something we all get in our heads sometimes. You know, we think about the good old days. You know, when life was easier and simpler and better. The only problem with that is it ain't true. Things were not better. I got news for you. Think about this. Things were so much better when you were a child. And you could sing Mary Had a Little Lamb when what you really should have been singing was Mary Had a Little Polio. Johnny had a little cholera. Teacher died of tuberculosis. Oh yeah, things were so much better and Glenn Miller, I love Glenn Miller. I love big band. And boy, yeah, he played songs that made the hit parade until his plane got shot down and he disappeared. He's somewhere at the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean. Guys like us, we had it made. And we need Herbert Hoover again. The problem was we had it made until the Depression hit. And then it was get out there and make something and try to keep yourselves and your family alive. I really and truly, and boy, I get in trouble with this for my family. I really and truly believe that nostalgia is a refuge for people who have given up. Sorry. If you're one of those nostalgic people, I got, I'll just share with you what my grandfather said. When I asked him about the good old days, he said, I was there. They weren't. <laughs> there were times that were really great and times that really were not. Let's be honest. Some things today are wonderful. Anybody here get polio lately? Of course not. Anybody here have to go to the hospital for cholera? No. We don't have to worry about those things, but think back even further to the people who say, if you get, do you get this with, uh, well, we don't, we got Fort Stanton, but it's a little different. Where I'm from, Fort Concho, they have reenactors who go out and live like the soldiers and everything. And uh, I hear some of them sometimes, most of them are very happy to get home at the end of the weekend, number one. 
But you do sometimes hear people say, I was born in the wrong century. Really? It's easy to say that when you're going to go home and have a shower under the air conditioning later. It's a whole different thing when you live in an era where arthritis in your back can kill you. Where the flu is deadly. And if you don't believe me, go to older cemeteries. Look for the children's section. Look how many of them all died within a few months of each other. And you can figure out when the last epidemic hit children. So was it good? Yeah, it was great. When I was a kid, I didn't have to pay bills. I could watch cartoons on Saturday morning. That was great. I loved it. There's this Saturn V rocket on display up at the, the, the museum in Alamogordo, the Space Museum. It's really cool. It's this big old Saturn V rocket. And people go and they see it and they look at it, my generation anyway, with such reverence. I mean, you can almost hear the choir of angels singing over the Saturn V rocket because we know that's one of the rockets that got us into space. The only problem is it's a museum and a Saturn V rocket is 51 years old and it's obsolete. It's of no use now except as a display. Doesn't mean it's bad, just means there it is. We've got better things now. We can take something into space and come back. In the first church, the early church, and this is the reason some denominations exist, they think that's when the church was perfect. We're going back to the church of the Bible, the church in Acts, the way it was, except that they don't. They build a church and come to worship services. The early church was just a few people in somebody's house. Sometimes they had to meet in secret. Not as often as we get told, but it did happen. Those were the good old days. Seriously? We want to go back to that. You see, they, they want to go back to that, but they need to get everybody together because they need money. Wow, you are dead this morning. <laughs> remember your first computer? Remember, it was kind of like the console TV of its day. Try to pick one up and move it around. How much room did it take up? How many cords did it have? How about the first cell phones? Remember those ones that were in the bag you had to carry on your shoulder? And when you answered it, the whole world knew you had a phone call? Remember those, I've told you about this before, I've never understood why the first calculators were called pocket calculators. 
There wasn't a pocket in the world those things would fit in unless you were wearing military fatigues. We have this idea that something long ago might have been perfect. But I can guarantee you the church wasn't, society wasn't, nothing was perfect, not even families. We don't see the cleavers having a fight with each other. We don't see the time when, I can't remember the guy's name, but Father Knows Best and his wife weren't speaking to each other. We don't see that on TV. And if we think that some other time or place or group of people was perfect, we're wrong because all of that encompasses people. Times are always good. We're the ones that ruin it. Can you look at any kind of major disaster other than natural disasters that wasn't caused by people? There's this golden age of Hollywood. Until you look at the, the underbelly of it, and then it gets really juicy. There's the golden age of exploration. There's the golden age of art, the Renaissance. There was the golden age of the mainline Protestant church. Everybody went, except that it never happened. If you go back and look at the numbers, they haven't really changed all that much when you look at attendance as opposed to belonging. See, back when everybody went to church, everybody said that they were a member of a church. But a lot of them never went. They were priesters. Christians on Christmas and Easter. You've been here for services on Christmas and Easter. Where are those people? What we all have in common, though, is that there was no golden age. There were good times and there were bad times. Part of what we're being told is that when we get lazy, when we start to think about how great things used to be, things go down the tubes. Because we're not working toward any golden age. We look at it as the past. I love Tom Brokaw's book, The Greatest Generation but I hate the title. What does that say to our children? There's no hope. You'll never match the good things that we did. Bull. We don't even know what they're going to be able to achieve, but if we always point backwards, they'll believe there's nothing forwards. And we cannot do that to them. Did you know there are no generations? You know what made me suddenly do the research and figure out that there aren't generations? The fact that I'm considered a baby boomer. I was born in 1962. The war had been over for, what, 17 years-ish, something like that? I don't know. But by the time I was born, the war was ancient history. So. When we look at generations like Gen X, Gen Y, the millennials, they don't exist. 
Wow, I remember the baby boomer generation. That was a golden age. Was it really? It was a great time. But think about it now, all those people who were living free love and rock and roll and drugs and everything. But they went from cocaine to Rogaine. <laughs> you know, now they're still counting grams, but they're counting grams of fat. Think about what our reading in Ecclesiastes said. Do you let the roof leak and see what's going to happen? Wait, let's see if it gets worse. What's going to happen if the roof is leaking and you don't do anything about it? As soon as an abandoned building's roof starts to go, it's gone. Once the weather gets inside. We don't get lazy because our salvation is assured. As long as we remember that this church does not belong to us. We borrow it from our children. And the church they inherit, that will be our fault. Or our accomplishment. But to tell them that the golden age is past stops them from being the best people they can know how to be. Paul is saying, work out your salvation. Don't get lazy. And work it out. Live into that salvation. He's not saying create your own salvation. We know we can't do that. Paul's the one who told us. But stop and think. Work it out. Explore it. Live your life as though you are saved. And get on with the gospel. The golden age is out there somewhere but probably not. Because there's no such thing. The golden age of the churches, I can't speak for all churches, but I can speak for this church. Everyone who leaves or joins this church changes it. If you want it to stay like it is, it's going to die. It cannot survive that way. I've been here all these years and I can guarantee you this is not the same church I got to. And that's not bad and it's not good. Everybody has brought something new and everybody has taken some of their talents and their joy in life with them. But some changes are good. We've had some bad changes, but not very many. We usually notice them pretty quick and fix them. That's a good church. This church changes its face and its personality because we're alive. People say they're the frozen chosen. I'd like to bring them here and show them this church. This is a living church. And it's a darn good place to be. But the golden age of this particular church, I promise you, will never happen. It cannot happen. Because, as I said, nostalgia is a refuge for lazy people. 
Miss Jean, God bless her soul, a blessed memory, always talked about how good things used to be. How good things were when men all wore suits and ties to church. Blech. <laughs> how great things were when women wore skirts and high heels to church. And I used to tell Miss Jean, you need to stop wearing those things. You're going to fall and hurt yourself and die. And guess what happened? She fell off her high heels, broke her hip, and died. Things can't stay the same. They just can't. Any of you guys here, your chest is falling, your belt's caught it? <laughs> I don't know what happened to my backside. It used to be there. Things change and there's nothing we can do about that except live into that change. The golden age of this church. Never going to happen. And this August, we're celebrating 75 years of this church being here. Think back 75 years. How old were you? Church has been around a long time because I know some of your ages. The golden age of this church, of all our lives, is every day of our lives. Because if you can't make the day in front of you into your own golden age, I say give up. Stick with nostalgia. Because that's the only place your imagination can ever live. Because the rest of you is dead. So let's not stand in awe of obsolete relics. They're important. They remind us of our history. They remind us of who we were but they have no say in who we are now. Now is what counts. We, for, we move forward into each new golden day of life. And I'll leave you with this story, a good friend of mine, very wise, also very um, profane, but he was also profound, so it all worked. He said, somebody asked him, what, time, what was the best day of your life? And Ray answered him, and he said, today, it's the only one I get. Don't waste your time looking back on golden ages. Look forward and make golden ages. Chase them. It's good exercise. Like chasing the sun. You get the exercise, but you'll never catch it. Amen. Come, let's stand and say who we are and to whom we belong. There is but one God, and there is one meeting.